Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 7. And good morning, good morning, good rainy Monday morning. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. It rained the entire weekend. Why does it seem like it rarely rains like this during the week when we have to work? But on the weekends, when we have time off, there's rain everywhere. You can't do anything. It's a downer. Well, I folk, I hope you folks made the best of it and had a, a good weekend. I know we all had a blast, uh, as I just mentioned, with Curtis Slewa, the great Curtis Slewa, at the uh, Staten Island Ferry Hawks game Friday night. Thank you to station owners and operators, John and Margot Katsimatidis, for having all of us. And Sunday... WABC celebrated Greek Independence Day, but unfortunately the parade was rained out. If you've never been to the Greek Independence Day parade, that's one you definitely need to check out. So I have received a lot of emails, and you can reach me, one on Twitter, at Dominic TV, Dominic TV, and email, you can always send me an email at Dominic.Carter at WABCRadio.com, Dominic.Carter at WABCRadio.com. So a number of emails happen to be on the uh, civil case, the rape uh, case against former President Trump, uh, E. Jean Carroll, in which she responded to cross-examination. This is how we ended the show Friday night with a a number of women calling up, uh, including some uh, prior rape victims, telling their stories. And I would like like to, uh, at some point during the program this morning, uh, if if you're one of those women that wants to share your story, I'm willing to listen. And um, E. Jean Carroll testified, I'm telling you, he raped me whether I screamed or not. So some of the emails, now, folks, it's amazing to me. No matter what you say, people only hear what they want to hear. I was very thorough in stating that us men don't have a right to judge whether or not something happened and who are we. And yet I still received an email with someone asking me, have I ever been raped? And so I received emails and it was from a woman. I received emails from from men and women pro and con on this ongoing trial. Some of the, um, Other emails I received, I want to say thank you to Charlotte for the beautiful photos. Charlotte knows what I'm talking about. Charlotte, you made my day. Photos of her dogs and uh, some children. She's a 
she's a foster mom and 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 Charlotte you really really picked up my uh spirit I want to say also another email that I received Sherry a recently retired NYPD officer I hope that your cat will be okay Sherry's cat has uh, apparently gone blind some vision in one eye detached retina in the other they might be able to reattach it. Uh, the cat is now on high uh, blood pressure medication. And so, Sherry, I, I know it's tough, but but please hang in there. I know it's a very stressful time. And uh, thank you for your email. All I can do uh, is tell you folks that um, I'm still not over the fact when I lost my dog, uh, Dolce, uh, a Maltese. And so I do understand. And we hope. We hope Stan in Forest Hills is okay. Stan called into Rita's program the other night and said uh, that apparently he has colon cancer stage one, and it seems that they caught it in time. They caught it in time. So, Stan, uh, we hope that you're okay. And Sherry in her email said that she's praying for Stan and that she's also praying for David in the Bronx as well as Audrey. So that's what Sherry had to say in her email. And again, I receive a lot of emails, and um, I try to respond to all of them. Sometimes it's tough, but I do make sure that I read each and every one. So maybe Ron DeSantis, Florida governor, knows something that we don't. Bears repeating. I do not see him winning the nomination over former President Donald Trump. I don't see it. It's not going to happen. Benito. Yet a pro-DeSantis ad that was quietly, if you will, dropped in the last couple of days, cast DeSantis directly as Trump's replacement. The ad is uh, titled, Not Backing Down, and it's done by a super PAC that's pushing DeSantis uh, to run for the White House, and it's casting him again as the inevitable replacement of uh, Donald Trump. And so what's interesting in the ad, I'm going to let you hear a little bit in just a second, what's interesting in the ad is something you can almost miss towards the end. But here's the big point of the ad. So you see someone, they, you, you see a, a worn Trump decal, and you see a voter, a voter covering that worn and faded Trump decal with a brand-new DeSantis for President 2024 bumper sticker, and this is on the back of a, uh, a black pickup truck. And here's a little bit of what the ad uh, says as it relates to DeSantis. Our rights are not granted by the courtesy of the state, but are endowed by the hand of the Almighty. We will never surrender to the woke mob. Florida is where woke goes to die. So that's part of the ad. But again, the the interesting part, and I'll focus on this a bit later, is a Trump uh, sticker is covered by a... DeSantis for president 2024. Interesting. So did you see CNN Friday night? 
We were at the ball game with our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, and um, CNN went to the ballpark to interview uh, Mr. Katsimatidis, our owner-operator, and he appeared on uh, the Aaron uh, Burnett show, and Mr. Katsimatidis says that DeSantis' people skills, his people skills are very, very bad. Of course, uh, uh, Mr. Casamitidis, uh, a billionaire GOP donor that gives to each side. And so he says that DeSantis is not returning his calls despite DeSantis eyeing a 2024 presidential run. Here is what Mr. Casamitidis had to say to Aaron Burnett on CNN Friday night from the Ferry Hawk Stadium. He is the host of the Cats Roundtable and Cats and Cosby radio shows and uh, also the CEO of the Christie supermarket chain. And he gave more than $700,000 to former President Trump. I also, of course, will note, John, that you were a longtime supporter and donor to Bill and Hillary Clinton and other top Democrats. So you have given to uh, both parties over the years. But obviously you were a major, a very significant Trump donor. And, and now DeSantis isn't returning your call. I mean, can you tell me what's going on here? I mean, how many times have you called him? Do you think he's intentionally not returning the calls? Uh, no, uh, I have a lot of uh, Florida friends that helped uh, uh, him get elected, and uh, he hasn't returned any of their calls. And it, it's just, look, he, he, he is who he is. He's a, a good American, but his people skills are very, very bad. And the, the, what I find out is the more that people uh, hang out with him and the more uh, one friend of mine said he was sitting next to him at dinner. He never said one word. So uh, his people skills are not good. And I think that's one of his major problems. Right. And you're talking about I mean, you have the potential. The reason I gave that seven hundred thousand dollar figure, you could give a lot of money. Right. I mean, you, know, you, you would expect a little just to be frank. Right. TLC from a candidate uh, to a donor and then. He doesn't seem to care. Well, and I haven't. I've never asked any uh, uh, candidate for anything for me or any of my companies. So it's nothing about wanting anything. But you want to have access, and that's what a lot of, a lot of donors do. And I gave a lot of money to 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 uh, Donald Trump because I know him for 40 years. But I gave a lot of money to uh, uh, Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton because I helped run Bill Clinton's campaign back in the 90s. And so our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, appearing uh, with Aaron Burnett on CNN Friday night as the opening ball game was underway for the Ferry Hawks. So he had a uh, busy plate. But interesting what he has to say about DeSantis. So now here we go again with dysfunctional behavior in New York. The pandering politicians are the result of this, and something has to give. A back window. A back window of an NYPD patrol car, shot out. Okay, well, Dominic, you know, somebody shot out the back window of a police car with the police inside the car. We're lucky that no one was injured. The back window of a parked NYPD patrol car shot out and shattered by a bullet. This happened Saturday in uh, Brooklyn as the two cops sat inside. So when you see the uh, the picture of it, it's a large hole uh, in, in the, the windows literally uh, shattered. And thank God, neither of the officers were hurt. 
Uh, this took place in Greenpoint at the intersection of Morgan Avenue and Richardson Street in the 9-4 precinct. And so what we don't know as of right now is if the gunman had intentionally targeted the vehicle. This incident happened also under the weekend. This You cannot be nice to this segment of the population. Gunfire, a shootout in broad daylight in Manhattan. One person was shot, and the video is everywhere, was shot in Hell's Kitchen Saturday night after an argument on the sidewalk. And you literally see tourists scrambling for cover. Literally, you see on video the two men arguing. Then one walks away, comes back apparently with a gun, and says, what, what, stop playing, bro, and pulls out a gun and shoots the other man in the leg. This is at 46th Street and 9th Avenue with about 10 people around. And you see one individual trying to run for his life and literally falls off the curb into the street, and someone uh, picks up the individual to help them. And at and at a certain point, the shooter apparently says, what's up, in before the shots rang out. <sighs> Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg under fire again. A mugged MTA supervisor who was attacked and nearly pushed onto the subway tracks in Manhattan is outraged that Bragg is prosecuting the case as a misdemeanor. The supervisor, MTA supervisor, was attacked and nearly pushed onto the subway tracks in Manhattan. And this case is being prosecuted as a misdemeanor despite a new law requiring assaults on transit workers be charged as felonies. The supervisor says he could have died. This happened uh, April 18th, and he wants the charges upgraded. Wouldn't you? For someone that just attacks you for no reason at all, as he was inspecting work at the 96th Street subway station and was waiting for the train to take him to his next inspection at the 125th Street station when he was ambushed around 3 a.m. The worker says it happened so quick, thank God he didn't fall on the tracks. And so the man punched him in the face several times before running away. He's been charged with only third-degree assault, a misdemeanor, court papers, show. And I, I'm about to start with your telephone calls. Let's go ahead and open up the phone lines, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. And so p- perhaps it's a good idea, but I see it as a sign of the times that this is how bad things are. With 4,500, nearly 4,500 car thefts, a lot of them occurring in the Bronx. Mayor Adams on Sunday passed out free Apple AirTag trackers. So the city, I, I guess they have to do something about the problem. The city is telling people to put the AirTags in their vehicle, and that way the police can track the vehicle and hopefully get your your vehicle back 
uh, if if it's broken into, stolen, if the vehicle's stolen. So, one, you have to have an iPhone. I'm, I'm sure most of us do, but this is the world that we live in. This this is the couple of incidents I just articulated to you folks. And this is the uh, situation that we uh, are dealing with. Let's start with your telephone calls. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let's go to Michael in New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. What's on your mind? Yeah, good morning. I don't know if you remember, but a while back I was saying to you, what is your opinion of what's going to happen to the city? And you said to me, well, unfortunately, in the short run, it's going to get worse. But in the long run, it'll get better. Do you still feel that way? Because I don't think you do. I think you realize now it's going to get worse in the short run, and it's going to get 100,000 times worse in the long run, because Bragg isn't going anywhere. He has that job for the rest of his life. Hoka will never get rid of him, and since New York will never, ever, ever have another Republican mayor or another Republican governor, he has the job for good. And as long as he has it, he's never going to change. And the rest of the DAs in New York, maybe they're not quite as bad as Bragg, but they're also pretty damn bad. So I I, I think that you can say now the city is shot to hell. It's gone. It's finished. There's no no hope. I I, I wouldn't say that, Michael. And I would also say, remember, Bob Morgenthau, the legendary Bob Morgenthau, came close to losing one of his elections. So it's not guaranteed Yes, if you're the incumbent district attorney, chances are you're going to win re-election, but it's not guaranteed, Michael. Who's going to beat him? Who's going to beat him? Who's going to? Why is Bragg going to lose? You mean the people are going to come to their senses and vote in who? A Republican or, a, a, if you can find one, a conservative Democrat? They, they, were, they don't exist. There were a number of uh, Democrats, the, uh, moderate Democrats, that were pushing strong law and order Two, that uh, remember, it was a number of candidates. I did not believe that Mr. Bragg was going to win that race. I really didn't, but he did. Um, I, I, I'm not I'm not giving up hope on New York. All all New York needs is Rudy Giuliani, too. It's never going to happen. It will never happen. Hmm. And, I, and I'll tell you something else. You were hoping and, and I was hoping that in the city of Chicago, once they got rid of Mayor Lightfoot, that somebody would take her place, who would be taught for law and order. Who did they get? They got somebody more liberal, more progressive, more crazy than Lightfoot. At least Lightfoot never said to fund the police. She didn't let the police do their job, but she didn't say to fund the police. This this moron, this idiot that they have now wants to, to fund the police. Right? So if anything, it's getting worse. It's I, getting I worse, you, Dominic. You know, Michael, I can't I can't take exception with, with the point you just made as it relates to uh Chicago. What the people were thinking, I mean, I know what the problem is. You know, they they, they want someone that looks like them, the voters, and um but what they really don't understand is that these individuals are not really representing your best interests. So I Right. You're right. But the same thing is in New York. The same thing is in New York. The people in Chicago aren't any different from the people that are in New York. The same mentality is here. And that's why New York is gone. 
right? It's not going to change. I mean, I, I feel bad for you because you're, you're really optimistic and you're, you're hoping for something that isn't going to happen. You're never going to have a, a, a Democratic Giuliani. They don't exist. The only way you can get a, a Giuliani, whether he's white, black, Hispanic, whatever, who cares what color he is or what nationality, the main thing is he should be a conservative, and the only conservatives are Republicans, and you will never, ever, ever get another conservative Republican candidate for the city of New York. It won't happen. Well, I, I appreciate your, your call, Michael. I, I have to respectfully disagree in terms of hoping that a strong Democrat or Republican will come along and is able to resonate and be elected and will be a strong law and order mayor. I'm still, frankly, holding out hope that Mayor Adams could turn out to be a strong law and order mayor. Uh, thus far, it hasn't happened. Uh, and don't bite my head off for stating that, but 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 it's a hope. Let's go to Larry in Brooklyn. Good morning, Larry. What's on your mind? Yeah, good morning. I decided to make a comeback because I'm not following Teddy, and you're not going to pressure me for time here, therefore. Um, basically, what I want to say is uh, that I happen to respect DeSantis for not returning uh, uh, everybody's call, including John Castamitidis. Because for, because he doesn't kowtow to anybody. That that's the kind of guy he is, and that's what a real leader should be. Hey, Larry, but, Larry, that's yeah. one way to look at it. Another way to look at it is that he could be a nut job. Uh, he's not a nut job. Let me ask you something. Uh, if I'm I'm one of the most frequent callers on all of these shows, if I were to and I have to, I'd like to speak to John Castellanos. If I put in a call to him, do you think he's going to call me back? And I have something important to discuss with him. Well, right. but, but, but that, but that's not. But you wanting to uh, apparently or possibly speak to Mr. Casamitidis is not the same of Mr. Casamitidis wanting to speak to to the uh, the governor of Florida. One, remember, Mr. Casamitidis has a lot of business interests in Florida, Florida. So he's basically a constituent, not not just a, and and for anybody at Mr. Casamitidis level. Let's be honest. All the candidates are going to return the call, Democrat or Republican. So it makes you say, why isn't DeSantis doing it? And I think it points to personality. No, I just don't see the power. I, I, he may have, he may be a constituent, but he's not a donor directly to DeSantis. And I am, I have the same stake in this radio station as he has in Florida. No, by you analogy. Don't. No, no, you yes, don't. I do. no, no, you sure, don't. I just, I Larry, the rating, Larry, I the Larry, Larry. Mr. Casamitidis, thank you for the call. Mr. Casamitidis owns a multi-billion dollar uh, uh, housing development, I believe in St. Petersburg, that's being built as we speak. So you don't have the same interest. I mean, I, folks, I don't know. Sometimes we're like in la-la land in terms of... Uh, the uh, the comments. Let's go to Frank in Staten Island. Good morning, Frank. What's on your mind? Hey, good morning, Dominic. I wanted to remind your listeners and probably yourself who don't even remember, but on Saturday, an NYPD officer that was shot back in 1990 and lingered in a coma for what is 33 years finally passed away. Yes. Police officer Troy Patterson. Yes. And just to let everybody know, the gunmen are all out of jail. He was shot in the head. He was a hero, accumulated a lot of department recognition, medals, 
in his short time on the job. And when you were talking about the window being shot out in a police vehicle, everybody in New York should remember him tonight because he was a true hero who lingered for 33 years. And may he finally be at peace tonight. I, I thank you for that, Frank, and I, I agree with you. And, and, and I want folks to really think about this. So in Brooklyn, the back of the patrol car that was shot out with the officers in the vehicle, Think about this, Frank. If one of them had just turned in the direction, that bullet would have hit them directly uh, in the head. It would have hit them directly in the head. And people are feeling empowered, emboldened to do this type of disgusting thing. And and let's look at it for a second, Frank, and I've, I've got to take a break. Thank you for the call. Thus far, no arrest as of yet. And thus far, there's no repercussions for shooting out the back of a police car this weekend in Brooklyn with the officers inside the car. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC on this Monday morning. Time for a break. When we come back, we'll have more of your telephone calls. The Chronicles of Dominic Carter coming up at 45 minutes past the hour. When we come back, we're going to South Carolina, Brooklyn, St. James, Queens, and Rockland. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. So a super PAC for Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and his uh, potential uh, White House bid uh, has a commercial and the spot shows at the end. You have to pay attention to the end of it. Shows a worn, faded Trump decal bumper sticker being replaced with a by a voter with a brand new DeSantis for President 2024 bumper sticker. And so uh that's uh very, very interesting. This as our owner operator John Katsimatidis appeared on CNN Friday night with Aaron Burnett declaring that Governor DeSantis people people skills are very, very bad. Um and uh, Mr. Katsimatidis is a major donor that gives money to Republicans and to Democrats. And I've gone through a litany of what happened uh, this weekend. And just this weekend alone, the back of a police vehicle NYPD car shot out with the cops uh, in the car. The car thefts are so bad, the city is handing out free Apple AirTag trackers. I mean, I have one for my suitcase because sometimes I travel a lot, but who knew that they would start being used? You can use them for practically anything. I don't know about legally, but the city is urging people to use the uh, AirTag trackers uh, to place them in a, in a place in your vehicle where someone that stole your car wouldn't necessarily see it. And then the uh, NYPD could, um, could uh, find your vehicle uh, in, ju- in just a matter of uh, minutes. And uh, in the middle of um, town, West 46th Street, 9th Avenue, around over the weekend, 
one nut job opens up fire against another nut job. These two guys were arguing with each other. The problem is there were about 10 New Yorkers or citizens standing around. Everyone went diving for cover. This happened in broad daylight. This is what's happening. This is the new New York. Norman in Brooklyn. Good morning, Norman. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Yes, I, I've said this thing like the things I'm about to tell you before. Uh, we're living in a, 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 law, a state of lawlessness here. Uh, just, uh, you know, I mean, uh, in the middle of the day, people having shootouts. It sounds like something out of, like, you know, shootout at the OK Corral in the 19th century. Uh, they're, they're not being serious enough with crime. I mean, the fact is, you know, somebody could smack another person in the head, and uh, the next day they're out. That's the way it is. I mean, it happened to me. I was in Washington, D.C., uh, a, year, a year ago, and some dude asked my friend for a cigarette, and my friend didn't have one. And next thing you know, he went to grab the cigarette out of his mouth, and uh, we just told him to get away. And next thing you know, the guy smacked me in the head, and I broke my wrist. So, uh, you know, uh, and the guy's been in and out of mental hospitals, and he has 19 previous criminal charges. Some of them are violent, and he's going to get out. And nobody's going to take any of this stuff seriously until you kill somebody. That's it. Until you kill somebody, it's basically uh, revolving door justice. And I'm not even certain about that. So especially, and, you know. And, and and I'm not either, Norman, to be honest with you. I'm not even in the case of murder. I'm not certain about that. So I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I wish that it wasn't this way. And if you would have told me when I started out, thank you for the call, Norman. If you would have told me that things when I started out uh, in journalism, 1985, if you would have told me where we were headed in 2023, I would have never believed it. I would have said, you're crazy. After, after uh, Giuliani, after Bloomberg, I would let, 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 let's, um, let, let, let's face it. Uh, the, the, the mayor before uh, was a, uh, a total disaster for the city of New York. But after after Giuliani and Bloomberg, I would have never believed that the country was was headed in this direction. Let's go to Billy in Rockland County. Good morning, Billy. What's on your mind? Uh, good night. I voted for Donald Trump. I love what John Katzmatidis does for the station, and I would vote for DeSantis. But the fact is, John Katz looks bad here. He go, Ronald Reagan had a commandment, the 11th commandment, never talk bad about other Republicans. And he goes on CNN, and this is DeSantis, okay? And we all know, let's just face facts here, Trump isn't exactly a better roses himself at times either. So I think he looks bad saying this. Okay, well, um, I, I hear you, Billy, but the quote from reagan that that everyone quotes all the time that wouldn't that wouldn't work in 2023 if you want the nomination because it because it's la la land it's it's if you want the okay you tell me a single race where the candidates didn't attack each other that's modern day politics billy it's modern well, day politics maybe you're right i don't know if i agree with you but i'll grant your point but the fact that you go on CNN and it looks a little weak when you say, "Oh, this is the time of day." When you all know Trump is, can be a better, you know, could be a little tough at times, also. So, okay, all right. Well, Billy, I appreciate your call from uh, Rockland County. 
Uh, let's go to let's go to Loretta in Brooklyn. Good morning, Loretta. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. It's good to have you back. Thank you. Where you belong. Um, uh, I, too, uh, pray for Audrey and David. I pray for everyone I know because everyone I know needs prayer. And I know prayer works because that's why I'm walking for 12 years now. When they said I'd never walk again. Okay. So what what's your point this morning, Loretta? Well, um, last week, um, it's always been a man's world. It's always going to be that way. And uh, what happened to me in the 60s happens today. Uh, it's a dangerous world. Okay, so wait, you said what happened to you. What What are you referring to, Loretta, so we can um, follow you? With a co-worker, what, what I was saying uh, last week, with a co-worker, uh, he offered me a ride home when it was a nice spring day, no bad weather. I only live three blocks from workplace, and uh, he opened the car door for me. I got in the car. Right, Loretta, and, Loretta, you know I love you, but with all due respect, I, I can't go through every single detail. You, you've got to be able to tell me what you're talking about and get exactly to the point. He forced himself on me Okay. when we were stopped for a light. When I never saw this coming. So, so, so you're making a comparison to this civil case as it relates to former President Trump. I really don't know. I just know that um, I can remember when a woman needed a witness to rape, and a woman couldn't produce a witness because even if somebody's watching behind the bushes or say uh, from a window, they're not going to come forward because of fear of retaliation. So the powers that be at the time, the geniuses, finally decided uh, to change the laws that were on the books, that a woman didn't need a witness. And women were started, started to be believed, no matter what the story was, because a woman didn't have the power. It's a man's world. He's got the power. Okay, so, so what are you telling me directly, Loretta? A woman, if she can scream, should scream. I've been told I can scream like a siren when my therapist was hurting me accidentally. And I screamed and everybody heard me. They, they didn't know I could make a sound like that when I'm a small woman. If you can scream, use your power to scream. That might get him away from you. I didn't know I had the power in me at the time. I just got out of the car as quickly as I could, ran down my block and up the steps, and pretended it never happened. I don't know why. I never told my husband. I didn't want any. Um, I didn't want him to act like a maniac and go kill the guy. And I had to go to work the next day and face him and pretend it never happened. And he pretended the same thing. And as vividly as I can remember it now, what's hurting me since Tuesday is Harry Belafonte's death. I'm taking it personally, like I took Elvis's death, and I'm crying, not over what happened to me then, because that's buried in the past. But so many women can't bury it. They live with it. They live with the scar. If this really happened to this woman, she should have screamed. With all the power in her, whether it works or not, you use that power in you because maybe it can work. So I don't know what happened between the two of them. 
I can't relate to those kind of people. Their names, their famous names. I'm not a name. You know, like it's a different world I live in than they live in. So whatever, however it plays out, I don't know. I just know men are different than women. Men are always going to have that power. A woman has to use her power against him if she needs to. We didn't know that back then. We didn't have Oprah on the air telling us it's not about sex. It's about power and control. So um, uh, if Oprah could make it into the office, man, we could do something. But she said a long time ago she was not interested. Yeah, well, that's not Well, Loretta, I I've got to move on, but I but I do thank you for the call and I'm I'm sorry that that you went through that experience. Um because this is how we ended the show on Friday with quite a few women calling up and describing what had happened to them as we uh related this situation with E. Jean Carroll and former President Trump. Uh, and I I have to point out that he's vehemently denied any wrongdoing. Thank you, Loretta, for the call. And so we are taking your telephone calls this morning. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. James in New Jersey. Good morning, James. What's on your mind? Yeah, I wanted to speak to you. Uh, Why are you so beholden to the police? Why am I so beholden to the police? So what are you you really asking me, James? What what is your your um, connection, your loyalty, your praising, endless praising of the law enforcement community? Okay, well that that's a good question, and I'm going to let you have a follow up. I'm going to try and give you a brief uh, response. Uh, to to look at my career, James, um, I in New York City, I was the lead reporter, oftentimes and going after the police. So whenever there was a police brutality claim um, from Amadou Diallo and his mother, uh, one of the things I'm not proud about is I received a statewide award for my coverage uh, of the Diallo case. And I'm going to try and answer your question because I, I, I don't feel that us journalists should receive awards for someone else's pain. The pain of Mrs. Diallo, the pain of the officers that had to go through the trial. And so what happened, James, you asked why am I such a strong uh, supporter of the police, is because over time, over time, and it started with um, police would often tell me, James, they would say, you know, Dominic, we want to go home and see our families too. And then I started thinking about it. And then I started thinking about, like, the case in uh, Minnesota, where that officer, I think her name, Kim Potter, I believe, I don't remember her exact name, she just got out of jail when she never should have been criminally charged in that case. I think about what happened in Minneapolis. Now, it's not right to put your your uh, your, your uh, knee on a man's neck, uh, but police have an impossible job. And so my question to you, James, is that I think that we all should be strong law enforcement. Are you? And why are you questioning whether I am? Well, I'll tell you why. Because uh, knowing the inner workings of the police better than most, knowing a lot of police officers personally. Now, now, first of all, let me say what I take. I mean, the perception that you give off is that the majority of police officers are 
in general good and that no 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 that, that that's not that's not correct james not you said uh, that that a majority i don't believe a majority i believe 90 to 95 percent are good not just the majority i i would say overwhelmingly 90 to 95 percent is yes. not a majority if, no, if no, you no. were running if you were running in an election and you won 95 percent of the vote that's the majority. That's the overwhelming majority. Right. Keyword overwhelming. But James, I'm short on time, so please get to your point. Okay, Tell, let, I'm, let, go let, ahead. Let, let me get to my point. If if ninety to ninety five percent were good, you would not need what you know as the blue wall of silence. Which means, if the majority were good, you wouldn't need that to protect so many who are not. What do you need the blue wall of silence if up to 95% are good? James, you you, you know what? I I don't mind. I don't mind. What I want to do, James, because I want to have this conversation with you. Just I'm up against a a heartbreak. So I want you to hold on, and I'm going to come back to you. But when I come back to you right after the Chronicles of Dominic Carter, I'm going to ask you, why are you so anti-police? So I hope you're ready to answer that because I proudly – state that I strongly support the men and women of blue because I think it's in all of our interests to support them. They are our last line of defense. Look at just the examples that I gave you just this morning of, of the crime that's going on in New York and urban areas around the country. We are going to take a break. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter will go back to James and have more of your telephone calls. WABC. Talk Radio 77. WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. New York City Mayor Eric Adams personally recruiting on the streets to help fill thousands of vacant New York City jobs. The mayor was spotted handing out flyers promoting the city jobs fair at York College during an unannounced stop with his staff at the Long Island Railroad Station uh, in Jamaica, Queens. This was last Thursday. A December analysis by City Comptroller Brad Lander's office estimates there are 23,000 vacancies in the Big Apple's 35 agencies, municipal agencies, from last fall, though budget tightening has reduced that figure to about 20,000. So, for example, in the City Department of Social Services Child Support Services Division, there's a whopping 46% vacancy rate. So something has to give. Let's go back to the telephone calls. Let's go back to James in New Jersey. So, James, uh, I can answer whatever question you, 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 I, what I'm hearing from you is you take exception to me being a strong supporter of the police. So I now want to ask you, why are you anti-police? Okay, so... Uh, first of all, I mean, you, you threw the ball to the other court. You, you you skipped my question of what is the necessity for the blue wall of science. No, 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 no. Nobody, I, James, no. James, I didn't Nobody skip. James, 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 please stop for a second. I didn't skip your question. I don't have all day to engage you. I have a bunch of calls waiting. So okay. for lack of a better term, I have to hit it, quit it, and move on. 
So that's why I need you to tell me exactly why you, I can't, I, I know you want to have a 25 minute conversation, but I can't do that. I've got max a minute. Right. So why are okay. you anti-police? All right, that's fine. Listen, I understand you got other callers. The, the main thing is there is no answer to I mean, the answer to that question, nobody wants to really, they, they really don't want to get into the details of the answer to that question of the blue wall of silence. But you always mention the inner city. James, James, has, James, what, James, James. You didn't answer my question at all. You just, you went, James, you went, this is the last time I'm going to try it. You went right back to the blue wall of silence. Can you tell me why you are anti-police? It's real simple. Okay. Okay. What, uh, and this is. Please don't ask me another question, James, because if you do it again, I'm going to have to cut you off. It's it's not an actual question. It's a rhetorical question, that's which will a, help you that's with still, That's still a question. Thank you for the call, James. Let's go to Mike in South Carolina. Good morning, Mike. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Wow. Uh, you know, the last caller, you don't answer a question with a question. You're dancing around the issue. And, you know, Dominic, I'll tell you what, real quick. You're running out of time. Yeah, no, no uh, Mike, let, let me just say this. Let me just say this, Mike. Yeah. What what yeah. he didn't want to say, and he was he was I put him in the corner. What he's really right. saying is, you're a black guy. Why are you supporting the police? That's what he's really saying. But he doesn't have the nerve to say it, and he takes exception with the fact that I'm strong law enforcement. How about the fact that police are keeping all of us safe? How about the fact that when I leave here, Mike, uh, <laughs> at, at 1 a.m. in the morning. Uh, uh, I can hopefully feel relatively safe because I know that the NYPD is somewhere around here. Go right ahead, Mike. Well, you hit the nail on the head. You know, I've always had respect for uh, police, you know, and um, NYPD, two officers were in the car. I've got uh, friends retired. I've got nephews who are in law enforcement and shaming that guy. Do you want anarchy, dude? Okay, I grew up in the 60s. I've been there. I've seen it. And enough is enough. And if somebody would have said that to me, Dominic, like you said, 30 years ago about the climate that we live in now, I would not have believed it. I'm getting gas the other day down here. Guy pulls up and he's got the phony grill, the teeth, and he gives me an angry look. And he goes, what's your problem? I said, I don't have a problem. He pulls a gun out, maybe 20 feet away. I thought that was it. And, you know, the the, 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 the psychos that are out there all over the country – it's the climate we live in, Dominic. Uh, all the best, Dominic. And not to forget, let's go Cortland. Let's there, go Cortland. There you go, Mike. Thank you for the call from South Carolina this morning. Thank you. Let's go to Ilona in Westchester. Good morning. What's on your mind? You know, I would really like to talk to James because um, his attitude really kind of makes me sick. You see, because as these police officers are, are dropping dead, getting shot, um, you know, he's, he's on his phone. So, so let's do some hypotheticals. Woman's getting beaten up by her husband. Okay. Um, who do you, you know, or, or she needs to get out of her house. Who is she going to call? I think it's the cops. Let's do a hypothetical. A kid gets stolen. Who do you think they're going to call? There's a bus accident. Who do you think they're going to call? There's a shooting. Who do you think they're going to call? There's an emergency. These are the police. They are the bravest and finest. They will go into danger while other people ridicule them, you know, and act like they're not important, they will die for us. And the disrespect that's running around this country, thanks to the Democrats, 
is outrageous. These policemen are brave. They're getting a bad rap. They're being picked on. They're being brutalized. You know, and when the riots happen, well, they don't care what happened to the police, right? Kamala Harris, that great, wonderful fool, right, bails out the guys that are causing the crimes, but the hell with the police. What are we going to do if we don't have the police? Who's going to take care of us, right? I agree with everything you just said, everything, absolutely everything. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of all these disgusting low-life frauditors in the city going after the police, calling them cowards, insulting them, you know, and then saying all these bad things about them every day. Every day these frauditors are going after – let me tell you something. They don't have the guts. They don't have the, the strength. They don't have the morals and values to even become a cop. I say they're the cowards. And the police, God bless them all. I I agree with you a thousand percent. Um, I I just find it strange. Now, Ilona, sometimes there are loaded calls. Sometimes people may have been drinking. Sometimes they may have been smoking. But to just call me up and ask me why am I so so supportive of the police? I mean, and and then when I say why are you so not supportive? He's dancing yeah. around it. He won't answer the question. Right. You know, and and I agree right. with you. They they put their lives. That's another reason why I support them. I honestly right. think that all of us should strongly support the police. That's what the problem is. That they don't. I, I, right. I, like you said, go I ahead. Always, I always say hi. How are you? And Have I a do, safe and night. I do too. And I do too. Yeah. And they love it. They love it. They know that. They're going to protect me. No matter where I am, there's going to be a policeman that's going to protect me if I need them. And I thought I would thank them a thousand times, you know, and I'm telling you something. You have to be a real, you have to have moral values and character and strength to even try to be a cop. These frauditors and these people that pick on cops, they don't have anything that it takes to be a policeman. Okay. I respect them so much. Trust me. They go into danger. The low lives run. Yes, yes. And and thank you for the call. And the problem that we're facing now is because the reason why the back of police cars are being shot out with officers in the car is because the political will and the political support is not there for the men and women of law enforcement. And it's disgusting that it's not. They put their lives on the line each and every day. One mistake, one mistake and they may never go back home again to see their loved ones. And you're going to question their antics and their and their actions? Oh, blue, blue wall of silence. No one was stronger at going at the NYPD than me. No one. So I take exception to that. I, I really take exception to that. Could it be that I've matured over time? as I've said, to realize what the men and women of law enforcement in this country do for all of us? Could that be it? Could it be, James, that I really believe? And, you know, James, another night that you want to have this conversation, we can, but don't just call me thinking that you're going to put me on the spot because I'm going to throw it right back at you. And you you got to have a better answer. I blew all silence. You, you got to be able to, to articulate it a bit more than that as to, because it sounds like you have a personal gripe. And if that's what it is, fine. But but admit it. Admit it. Let's go to uh, Andrew in New Jersey. Good morning, Andrew. What's on your mind? 
But, Tom, why do they have the blue wall of silence? <laughs> You're right. It sounds like it could be a personal thing. And real quick, we both at one time worked for Files 1 News. And what I learned is the criminals don't like the police. They don't want the police. And the p- victims, which I covered stories, one horrific with Fios, where we had different addresses, myself and Natalie, the reporter, all in like a two-block radius. And the reason why we kept getting different addresses, because the gang kids were firing an Uzi throughout the neighborhood in multiple locations. They shot one kid, another black kid, in his car. Then they lit the car on fire and burned him to death. Then they drove around blasting houses. And it was all black people that lived in the houses, and they were horrified, understandably, and they want more police. They were mad at the mayor. They were like, where are the patrols? He promised there was supposed to be more police. And my, in my family, my cousins, their father was involved with organized crime, so they didn't like the police or the right, FBI. Being around. So, Andrew, I, 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 just, I appreciate yep. it, but I, I have to step in because I only have 40 seconds left, and Frank Morano has been here patiently listening. What do you have coming up this morning? Uh, well, we are going to try to go live to Russia in about a half hour uh, to talk with a veteran journalist about this uh, horrible attack in Ukraine and uh, what this might portend for the future of this Russia-Ukraine war. we got commendations. I've got some fun stories in uh, from the weekend, and we'll Explore the question, does money buy happiness? A lot of other stuff. Too. You, you didn't come in and throw away a piece of paper at Curtis tonight. Nah, I was, I, <laughs> luckily for him, I was too busy working on the show. Frank Marano, the other side of midnight coming up right now. But first, news headlines with Alex Barnard. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.